and welcome to Spouses of Light. I'm David. And I'm Lisa. And this is a podcast where we play through every Final Fantasy game. Starting with one. And we talk about it. Together. Well, last time, I finally found the islands with all the holes in it that you were talking about. Those stupid islands. I want to get to them, but I can't. Where's my airship? So I start at the most southeast island. And then I kind of, they're kind of set up in a diagonal pattern going from lower right to lower left. And so I just follow that pattern. And I dropped into one of the holes and it says Dragon Caves B1. I'm like, ooh, Dragon Caves. And there's a bunch of dragons just like hanging out. Uh, so it's not the random encounter dragons. These are dragons. They kind of look like Charmeleons. Like they're just yes, little, they do. Little, little dragons hanging out. There's lots of treasure chests. I wrote one room had a freaking talking Charmeleon, <laughs> but with wings. So, but but it didn't look like a Charizard. Like it was definitely the Charmeleon body shape, just with wings. And I gasped when I first saw it. And he told me only the truly brave can obtain a token of their courage. And I was like, cool. So then the next island, there's another dragon. And he told me once long ago, there was an age when man and dragon lived together. And there's nothing else there. The next island had a dragon that said once long ago, the Northland was filled with beautiful shrines and towering mechanical castles. So very long ago, and there's more tre- treasure and more dragons. This dragon finally tells me the name of these islands. They're called the Cardian Islands. Ooh. And he says, The dragons of the Cardian Islands have no love of senseless killing. And the second dragon says, It is a rare thing to have humans visit us here. If you are valiant warriors, you should speak with Bahamut, our king. And I go, Aha! Some direction. (laughs) (laughs) The next island has two holes. I enter the dragon caves, B1. And I go down a a long hall to a set of stairs. And then now I'm in B2. And there's a huge long room, which at first is empty. And then it's like, this is like several scroll ups, basically. Like it's, it's a long room. Eventually there's some swords stuck in the ground all over the place. And then I keep going. And then there's two dragons. One tells me that this is the chamber of Bahamut and to mind my tongue. The other says the dragon king, quote, looks within, unquote, to measure true courage in a person. And then there's a big purple dragon. Bahamut is awesome. Yes. He looks so cool. Yes, he does. He says that our token of courage is good, and he takes the rat tail, and I'm like, oh, I guess that's what, that's what my token of courage is. That's um, how I felt too, yeah. And then he bestows new titles on us. It's a little mini cutscene. There's lots of sparkles and a flash of light, and now we all have new outfits. <laughs> it's a transformation sequence. Yes. But without the like sequence, it's just the, like pff, new outfits. And then he says, restore the crystals to grace. And that's all he says. Like everybody in this game. Yep. Restore the crystals to grace. Then I keep going because there's still a couple more islands. So Bahamut was kind of in the like in the middle-ish island. And there's more dragons. They talk about courage, talk about trials, talk about the token of bravery. And I'm like, well, this is all over now. So whatever. <laughs> and then, oh, one of them says that the token of bravery changes over time and to not be deceived by its appearance. So I'm like, I wonder what else it's been besides a rat's tail. Why did you even think about that? But yeah. So then I continue flying west and I come to a town called Onrak. You literally are doing, like, the next shrine before you do the fire shrine, huh? I know. So then we can come back to this. But basically, this is finally where I hit the point where I talk to everybody in town and I realize I can't go any further yet. And this is when I go back and do the volcano. Why can't you go any further? This is the town that is the water crystal. So there's a girl and I talk to her and she's, like, super excited about her legs and I wrote in, yes. the, in my notes, is she an ex-mermaid, LOL? 
She is. Yeah. There's Spoiler lot, alert. There's lots of mermaids here. There's a Mohawk dude that mentions an Underhill fella, like capital U Underhill fella, selling something very weird. Did you think about Lord of the Rings with that? No. Oh. And I can't see somebody named Underhill and not think of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> that makes sense. There's a drunk pirate who can't catch a fish. Different Mohawk dude mentioning uh, Cape, like K-A-P-P-E, mm-hmm. uh, telling stories about something from falling from the sky. There's a graveyard, but there's no, you know, Nintendo jabs on the tombstones or anything. <laughs> uh, there's a person hanging out in the graveyard. <laughs> Says, this town used to be beautiful until about 200 years ago. And I'm like, this town is gorgeous. Like, this is one of the towns that has, like, a river running through it, which... We talked about pixelated effects earlier. Like, the pixelated water in the towns is, is I think, especially pretty. Yeah. There's a soldier soldier that asks if I've ever heard of Oxyale, but, like, doesn't doesn't elaborate, which is, you know, a story thread for later. There's a wizard that says, they say the shrine sank into the sea 200 years ago. Now there are mermaids living there, or so the story goes. You, you were complaining about 200 earlier. I said, the inn only costs 300 gil. Hooray! <laughs> um... So we have different <laughs> definitions of what's expensive. So the shopkeeper here looks like a young George R. R. Martin because <laughs> he's got the like bushy beard and the like uh, hat and everything. There's a girl outside the inn that talks about the sunken shrine, says that there's riches down there. Down there, my goodness. There's a dude in the row in a robe that says, "Long ago, an ancient race known as the Sky People used a language called Lufenian." Says his brother Un wanted a Rosetta Stone to translate it. So I'm like, hey, hey, brothers, there's a dragon that knows that I have been honored by Bahamut. So he's the first person to like mention anything. Like, so clearly, besides the outfit changes, something about us, you know, reeks of Bahamut magic, which I thought was kind of cool. And then there's a girl that mentions her father and a caravan. Another girl asks, are those legs really yours? So yeah, definitely a mermaid. I found uh, Kappa. And he tells me the shining object fell, quote, somewhere near the waterfall to the north. Mm. Uh, He thinks it was, quote, some kind of mechanical creature. There's a wizard. And then there's a dock on the far east side of town. There's a wizard um, above it says that asked me to restore the shrine of Onrak. And then there's a girl at the dock who says that she made the sun rain to see the mermaids, but she ran out of air. And she says it is useless and dangerous. And it is at this point that I realize I need to get onto the submarine, but I clearly don't have the right item or something because she's not letting me through. Mm. And so it's at this point that I go back to the volcano. Oh, so you think you have to go to the volcano to get the item? Well, I just figure I've skipped something along the way. Got it. So I guess I'll, I'll get caught up to Or- Ornak then. At that point, so I've come out, I, I've done the ice cave, I've done the Citadel of Truth, I'm... Going around the world again. I go around the entire world twice (laughs) looking for where to go to get my airship. And so finally I break down because I know that you have an airship and I'm super jealous (laughs) and I use a guide. And it says to go stand in that desert that you stood in. I go, why? What did I miss? How? Why? What did I miss along the way that would tell me that this desert is where the airship would be? It's in the bottom right part of the like of the entire map. I don't get it, but whatever. I go stand there. I can get that cool cutscene. I get the airship. I then fly north because I've like mapped the whole world at this point in my ship and know all the places I want to go visit when I have an airship. So I fly north to Gaia. I see all the stuff you saw in Gaia. 
I saw that they sold level 7 and level 8 magic, but I couldn't buy any of it because mm-hmm. I still hadn't leveled up yet. Because mm-hmm. while you could go see Bomb because you had an airship, I couldn't land in there, yeah. even though I had this rat's tail. And so, oh, sorry, the pirate says that he caught a ferry and sold it to a caravan. And then somebody else said that the caravan was seen to the west. And that's connected to the girl in Onrak who says her dad isn't was with the caravan. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, so I'm going to fly west. On my way flying west, I'm going to stop at those holes in the ground. I stop at the holes in the ground and saw everything you saw with the dragon caves. They also gave you some items on the way there. And I was like, wait a minute, you upgraded my classes. Can I go buy the cool magic now? So then I flew back to Gaia and I got Kiraja, Diaja... Holy, Dispel, and Null Break. And then I also picked up Blizzaga, Break, Stop, Warp, and Kill. And two of my people can use the weapon that was in the shop that I couldn't use before now. Yeah. So I pick up the Cat's Claw. Yes. Cat's Claw for the Black Mage is fantastic. Yeah. My Black Mage was wearing that, having fun. Uh, I tried to go in the Mirage Tower, but no. Somebody says that they heard tinkling. And so I was like, okay, that'll be fun. So then I head south to the wings. Everybody talks in gibberish. Everybody says the same phrase, Lupagamdo. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's all they can say. And they all are dressed in robes and wear headbands, and I'm like, okay, culty place. Uh-huh. But there are level 8 spells here, and like a little shop off to the right, and I was like, I don't have enough money for these, but uh, I should come back and get those spells. Yeah. So then I fly west to Ornak. Yeah, I saw the dancing girl who was way too into her legs. The green hairs girl says the dad is in the caravan to the in the desert to the west, and I go, Aha! I know where I'm going for plot points. I pick up Hilaga and I saw the dangerous submarine. And I was like, there's a lot of mermaids here. That's cool. At this point, until you're ready to go west of the caravan, that's where I'm at. So I can't go anywhere further. I go to the volcano and like we talked about, I beat Marlith. I restore the fire crystal and I go, huh, nothing here to help me with submarine. So I go back to the northwest where Onrak is, and I went up to the Waterfall Cave. Okay, well, let's talk about the Waterfall Cave, because I did do that. Okay, so I'm in my canoe, traveling around, and there's, like, one waterfall in this whole map. Like, mm-hmm. it's very obviously out of place. <laughs> like, yeah. hmm, what could this possibly be? Um, <laughs> so I go, and it's very misty. This is, again, a really cool pixelated effect. And there's lots of mummies somehow in this cave. Yeah, and king mummies. Yes. And that, that made me laugh a little bit. Like, why are these mummies ha- hanging out in this cave? Eventually, I get to a room when, when, where there's, like, a stone creature or whatever. I figure out in a, little, in a minute that it's a robot. He, he says he has been waiting. And then he says, take this cube. And I, I say that because it's in all caps. And then dot, dot, dot. Tiamat, dot, dot, dot. Flying Fortress, dot, dot, dot. Please. Mm-hmm. And then he gives me the warp cube. Yeah. He then breaks down and, or I thought he broke down. It, no, he didn't break down. He just doesn't talk anymore. Then yeah. he, he makes like beep boop noises. <laughs> <laughs> so then, and then I go down to the caravan. So I go down to the desert. So hold on. In the waterfalls, the first time that I'm like really using the healing staff as I uh-huh. go through a dungeon. Uh-huh. And it's nutty good. Like, I'm fighting dragons and nightmares and pyralisk, and it's mindless. Like, I literally don't have to think about anything. In the tre- There's a treasure room guarded by mummies. You get a wizard staff, a ribbon, gill, and defender. The ribbon's really good because it uh, makes all the elemental effects, like, yes. take less damage. Yes. So it's really cool to have a ribbon at this point in the game. 
So yeah, so then I fly down to the desert, found the hidden caravan, which I definitely needed a guide to find because it's weird. Like it's not something that you enter. You just walking, walking, walking. And then all of a sudden that space becomes a caravan. Yeah, it was one of those things where I didn't need the guide, but because the girl told me dad is in the caravan in the desert to the west. And I had just so recently done the airship, which was just walk into the desert and it'll show up. Yeah. I just walked around the desert until it popped. Yeah. I found that. And he was selling a fairy in a bottle, which I was like, Zelda hang up number three. (laughs) (laughs) So I bought that. And then I headed back over to Gaia. Yeah. And as, like, I I take two steps into Gaia and the fairy, like, breaks out of the bottle and flies away. And I find her in a pond in the northeast of town. She says, thanks for freeing me. Uh, Sorry I ran away. I was just worried that I'd get captured again. And she gives me oxyale from the bottom of the pond. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I'm going to need to breathe underwater. Exactly. This is when I am looking around the shops and I'm like, man, I need to come back with like 240,000 gil because it's got all those level eight eight spells. So I go back to Onrak. I talk to the girl who, who was previously blocking the sub and she sees that I've got the oxyale and she's like, oh, you're the ones I've been waiting for. And then she she's like, you need to go save the mermaids. And then she floats off the dock and just fades away. Yeah. Yeah. She just, it was creepy, but you, awesome. She just evaporates into nothing. Yep. And I was like, what? So then I get in the submarine and I'm taken down to the shrunken shrine. I'm sorry. What were you taking down to? I wrote shrunken twice in this in these notes. The sunken shrine? Yeah. Getting in the <laughs> getting in the submarine just made me once again go, this game has a ton of cool vehicles and locations. Yes. Like especially for like how early a game this is. Like mm-hmm. it's got a ton of vehicles, a ton of ways of interacting with the world, and just some really cool like interactions and locations it was really fun yeah so this is it this this place is again misty like the waterfall cavern it looks like a haunted pirate area like Mm -hmm. there's there's just ropes everywhere and everything's broken down and everything so there's some new monsters there's a water naga a sea scorpion a sea troll a white shark uh deep eyes sea snakes and water elementals yep there's also the Sagan chief and the Sagan prince. And then we enter on the third floor mm-hmm. and you have the option from this floor to go up or down. I went up first. I went up too. Okay. The fourth floor, you did a bunch of fighting. You got a mage staff, a light axe, diamond armor, and some gil. Yeah. Oh yes. You get a full set of diamond armor. Uh, throughout uh, diamond this, items, yeah. Yeah, throughout this whole thing. So, yeah. So you get to the fifth floor and there's 15 rooms and there's mermaids in most of the rooms. And they all talk to you, and they're all very excited that you're there to rescue them. Did you write down any of their dialogue? I wrote down a couple. One of them says, if the light of the sea is lost, we will turn into sea foam and vanish forever, which is very Little Mermaid-esque, turning into sea foam. Yep. Uh, A lot of them talk about saving the water crystal and the light that's glowing dim. A couple of them are confused as to how I breathe underwater. And then one tells you that the boss is on the bottom level, and that this is the top. One of them says that one of them had somehow gone to the surface and they mm. wondered if they were still alive up there. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And I was like, yes, they are. I, I, yes, I remember being like, I want to tell you she's fine. Um, <laughs> she's enjoying her legs. <laughs> another mermaid said her prayers were answered by yes. us being there. Yep. This is where I found out about the sound to go into the Mirage Tower. And you get the Rosetta Stone here, along with the full set of diamond stuff. Yes. 
And then I made my, my way back down and then all the way down to the bottom floor. Did you want to talk about any of those levels in between? So back down to the, on the second floor, a bunch of the same monsters we've already fought, only now there's also uh, ghosts and ghasts. Mm-hmm. Because it's a haunted pirate area. Like, that made total sense to me. Yeah. At this point, uh, I've been using the healing staff for so long that I checked some of my other items to see if they also cast spells. Mm. And I find that the gauntlets cast Thundara for free. Nice. So now my black mage is casting a hit all spell for free. My white mage is casting a heal spell for free. And my fighter and my ninja are just whacking super hard. And so dungeon crawling means nothing. Like the game actually, (laughs) the game actually starts to get boring at this point. Because I can just walk through anything without thinking, and it it almost becomes not fun. Aww. Because it's just like, okay, there's a million encounters, none of them mean anything, and I'm just trying to get to the next plot point. Stop, like, being so big and so many encounters. Because it's not hard. I'm not, like, challenging myself because I'm also OP because I'm so overleveled. Yeah. I'm not having to think about anything and like, do I need to leave at this point and go heal and come back? Like, that's part of the fun of dungeon grinding is figuring out how deep you can go before you have to like back out and Mm -hmm. without that being gone, it's like, I have no resources I'm expending and nothing's hurting me. Okay. Like, let's just go. (laughs) Yeah. That's interesting because side note, for me, I want to be overpowered because I want to do it all in one shot. Like, I feel like Persona 5 Mm. (laughs) trained me to do as much as possible in one shot because time is precious and you can't waste your time. (laughs) And so I'm like, I don't mind being overpowered because I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Which I also don't mind because like, like you said, let's do this. You can knock out the thing without having to leave. But like one thing that Persona does is that you could dodge battles then if you're Uh, like looking around like... You don't have to fight everything. Like, yes. the random encounter rate is high. It is. And I so many times in this game, I wished for a repel, like, from yeah. Pokemon. <laughs> so bad. And so, like, that's where it gets the, the repetition becomes monotonous type thing. That's fair. And also the fact that the rewards I'm getting at this point, other than ribbons, aren't really helpful. Yeah. Like, so I get a bunch of light, ax- light axes, which do nothing. I get a bunch of gill, does nothing. And see, I need the gill for all those spells, so that yeah. was helpful for me. That makes sense. I just, because of all my wandering, I had already bought everything. Yep. I'm literally just going, there's so many empty rooms, where is the bad guy? And like 40 battles later, I found him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're at the bottom floor, found the water orb, and I interacted with it, and I wrote, it turned into Cthulhu with a purple cape, because <laughs> um, that's what it looks like. That's fair. He called himself the Fiend of Water. When it cuts to the battle, he's a much larger sprite. It's very purple, and it's called the Kraken. Did you? Did he tell you that you don't look very impressive? I don't remember. If oh. He, if he did, I didn't write it down. He said I don't <laughs> look very impressive, and I went, dude, time to die. <laughs> <laughs> he likes to shoot ink, which causes blind, but thunder spells took him out really easily. Yeah, I too shot him. And I, I was know. like... The Fiend of Water evaporated. <laughs> so, uh, fix the water crystal. Ta-da! Just leaves the wind crystal left. So, at this point, I flew over to Melmond to show Dr. Um the Rosetta Stone. Yeah. But must be nice to remember that you're supposed to go to Melmond. <laughs> I said I, I knew that I needed to take the Rosetta Stone to Un, uh, And I went, where is that? So, I flew back to Gaia. 
Uh-huh. He wasn't there. Oh, I also flew back to a guy to like buy all the spells because I finally had enough money. Yes. I, I went to the Mirage Tower. He wasn't there. He still couldn't get into the tower. I went to the wing again, and people still were just talking gibberish. Finally, I had to use a guide. <laughs> <laughs> and it told me, go to Melmond. So I I went to Melmond. And, and he, then, he teaches uh, us Lufenian. Yeah. And then at this point, again, I was not consistent in this, but at this point, I am level 41. Nice. I just got back in my ship and flew back to the wing. I literally had been in the wing. Used a guide, flew across the world to Melmond, and yeah. then flew back to the wing. Yeah. So the wing, which is also known as Lufenia. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so th- this was the first time I was seeing it. So this is the first time I encountered the people in the robes, and they're all talking about the their their ancestors up in the sky and all this stuff. They talk about how my airship was built by one of their ancestors uh, named Sid. Sid! Airships and Sid! Oh, I love Final Fantasy. Yeah. So... Later, fun fact, by the way, in the original game, the the inventor of the airship was not named Sid. Really? He, he was nameless. This was a retcon in the remastered version because they wanted to have Sid in every game. Nice. They inserted him back in Final Fantasy 1 in the remastered versions. I approve. Yeah. They're descendants of Sky People. One of them says the Mirage Tower is the gateway to the castle that floats high above the clouds. And one of them tells me that Tiamat is controlling the wind crystal. Um, I was like, oh, the, the, the robot mentioned Tiamat, like, mm-hmm. earlier. And then someone tells me that there's someone else controlling the Four Fiends. Mm-hmm. So this is the first hint that there is a, a bigger battle once we defeat all Four Fiends coming. Yep. They sent out five warriors to find its location, but haven't heard since. Someone else tells me that they heard that those warriors were cursed into bats. Yeah. Do you remember the uh, last time you saw five bats, like, sitting in a place? I didn't at this point, but I, I did see them later, yes. Nice. They also said that there were prophecies that the light bearers would come, and mm. they were, like, welcoming us because we we're the light bearers. They also were saying that over these 400 years, they used to use rituals to remember their history, but those rit- memory has faded over time. Mm. And I was like, sad. Someone wondered if the mechanical creatures their ancestors built still worked, and I wanted to tell them, like, barely, because, <laughs> you know, we ran into one. But um, not anymore, it died. It didn't die. He just doesn't talk anymore. And then I was given a chime yep. that will grant me access to the Mirage Tower. But we're going to have to talk about the Mirage Tower next time. Next time, you say? Yes. Ooh. Do you know what else is happening next time? Uh, are we going to finish the game? We're going to finish the game. And we're going to have a lot to talk about in the, like the after the game ends debrief, right? Yep. We're going to have a wrap up. Is that going to be in the same episode, or is that another episode for people to look forward to? Same episode. Fin- finishing the game and the season. <gasps> the end of season one? Yeah. All right. Well. Thanks for joining us on our quest to purify the crystals. If you'd like to talk to us, you can get a hold of us through email at spousesoflight at gmail.com, or on Twitter, we are at spousesoflight. Until next time. I'm David. And I'm Lisa. And this has been Spouses of Light. This fantasy is anything but final. Mm-hmm.